So hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal the best and worst exercise for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So one of the most common questions we get asked about how to lose weight over 40 is, what is the best exercise for weight loss for women over 40? Now I've worked with so many women in their 40s and 50s who felt stuck because they didn't know what type of exercise was best for them. So they were trying absolutely everything. They were trying hip workouts, spinning, online gym classes, dog walking, jogging, swimming, you name it, they tried it, but nothing was really working. They'd step on the scales after a long week of dieting and see zero movement, or maybe even be a bit heavier than they were before. And when you're not seeing results, but you're putting in all that work, it's very, very hard to stay motivated. And that's why a lot of women end up giving up. And this leaves loads of women stuck in a position where they're unable to get their weight under control. They're choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than wearing what they like, hating shopping for clothes because nothing fits quite right anymore, especially in the more kind of trendy shops. And they're staring at a wardrobe full of these amazing clothes they can no longer wear and worrying this is just part of the aging process that they're gonna have to accept. And the reason that this happens is simple. Women's bodies and hormones start to change as they get older, which can make it easier to gain weight, especially around the middle, and more difficult to lose that weight again with the normal methods of exercise. But if you have the right exercise approach, one which is designed to work for women over 40, then you can quickly and easily get the scales moving and drop two stone in as little as 12 weeks. So in today's podcast, we're gonna reveal the best and worst exercises for women over 40, so you can do exactly that. So, the first thing we need to do before we go into the specific types of exercise that you should be doing and the specific types of exercise you definitely shouldn't be doing if you want to see good results is to understand the changes happening in the bodies of a woman over 40. And you know, if this is, this is the demographic that you're part of, then understand the changes that are happening for you physiologically because there are significant changes happening. And a lot of people think, the main change that happens for women as they get older is menopause which has been called the change in the past there's a lot more going on than that and you probably have noticed the signs of this like ben said it's going to become a lot harder to lose the weight and easier to gain the weight and there are actually good reasons for this so we're going to run through the sort of three different key changes that are happening so that you understand those and then you'll understand why certain types of exercise work better than others so the first thing that changes is the sensitivity to stress hormone cortisol increases with age. So you may have heard people talk about cortisol. It's the hormone that's released due to stress. But the key thing is for women, this sensitivity to the hormone cortisol, sensitivity to stress increases three times more for women than for men with aging. So as you get older, your body will release more cortisol when you get stressed and it will stay higher for longer. And this causes quite a lot of issues. So in the short term, cortisol does have benefits. There's a reason we release cortisol um, due to stress. It helps us deal with that stress. Um, so for example, if we do a difficult workout or a difficult type of exercise, our body releases cortisol. And if it's a short burst of cortisol that's released, it helps us to recover. It stimulates our muscles to come back stronger um, and to rebuild stronger after that exercise also stimulates the body to burn fat. 
However, if cortisol, this stress hormone, is high all the time or for a lot of the time, which is called chronically elevated, that's the, um, the medical term for it, this makes losing weight very, very difficult. And for a lot of the people we work with, they're very stressed through work. You know, they've got back-to-back meetings all day, an email inbox that's just never, you know, impossible to empty because it's always filling up, managing a team. And then they've got all these responsibilities at home as well. So they've got stressful family life. Maybe they're caring for aging parents or got issues with, you know, managing the, the, the household and looking after children and being responsible for all of that. It's pretty stressful. If stress levels are too high, which a lot of the exercise we're going to talk about today will make worse, then it causes three major problems. If this cortisol, if cortisol levels are too high, I should say, it causes three major problems. So the first one is leptin resistance. Now, leptin is simply a hormone again, and this hormone controls our cravings. So what happens with leptin resistance is you don't respond correctly to that hormone, and it means you'll have increased cravings. And even if you've eaten, you won't feel full. And maybe you've experienced this for yourself. You know, you've eaten a whole pretty healthy meal, you're still craving chocolate, you're still craving some sort of comfort food afterwards. And that's kind of what will happen with leptin resistance due to um, cortisol levels being chronically elevated. Then you'll also have insulin resistance. So this is another side effect of um, chronically high cortisol levels which makes it harder to lose weight, especially from around the middle. So insulin, again, is another hormone um, and it can control fat storage. That's one of the things that it does and it will make it much harder to lose weight around the middle. So that sort of middle-aged spread, if you do kind of find that's a bit of a problem area for you, then we really do need to manage stress levels more carefully. Um, otherwise, you'll get this insulin resistance that makes it harder to lose that weight from around the middle. And then the last thing is thyroid deregulation. So what this means is, your thyroid will slow down, it will slow your metabolism down because your thyroid is the organ that's responsible for controlling your metabolism. And that means you'll have a lot, you know, you'll have, a, basically your body will burn less calories just all day and you'll have to eat a lot less to lose weight. So those three things obviously make it harder to lose weight. You can have worse cravings, you're gonna struggle to lose weight from around the riddle and your metabolism, struggling with words today is going to slow down making it harder to kind of lose weight unless you eat a lot less so that's the first thing that changes for women over 40 that first physiological change it's the stress response that's what this is called increases with age and it increases three times more for women than men so you've got to be much more careful about how you regulate your stress levels and how much stress you put on the body from your exercise and nutrition so ben what what are the other changes that happen for women over 40 so as well as all of those changes related to stress, so related to the hormones, cortisol, leptin, um, insulin, thyroid hormones, a lot of hormonal changes going on. There are also a lot of changes that happen in the female sex hormones, so estrogen and progesterone. So these changes start to happen even years before clinical menopause. So the official point of menopause, I learned this the other day, Rob, and uh, well, got a reminder of it the other day in your podcast with Bev, is it's one year from the, the last period a woman has is the clinical menopause. But like years before that happens, these sex hormones can start to change. And that can cause, it causes loads and loads of different symptoms. Uh, it's commonly referred to as kind of perimenopause. It can influence mood, it can influence sleep, it can influence loads of things. But in relation to exercise, what it can cause, it can cause joint aches and pains. So it can cause, especially, you know, bad knees, bad back, bad hips, bad shoulders. Every Everyone we work with, I would say, has a, some form of a little niggling injury 
um, that that could potentially hold them back. And it can also lead to mobility issues, things like frozen shoulder, things like tennis elbow. And these are both made worse. So joint joint issues and mobility issues. If you're also carrying a bit of extra weight, as the more weight you're carrying, the more load you put on your joints and it causes more inflammation. So if you're carrying a bit of extra weight, you've also got these sex hormone changes happening as well. You need to be really, really careful with your joints. You need to avoid overstressing those joints too much. So the last change that happens then, not only is this this change in the sex hormones, there's a change in the stress response, the body naturally with age will also start to lose muscle mass and start to lose bone density. And you may have heard of these things. So people will talk about osteopenia or osteoporosis, which is porous bones, which means can eventually lead to breaking things like your hip, breaking things like bones if you fall over as you get, you know, probably quite a lot older, but it is a risk. So the other thing that can happen that people probably have heard less about is losing muscle mass with age. So if you lose muscle, muscle is the thing that makes you feel firm and toned. Like I was thinking about this the other day. If you think of a chicken breast, it's quite firm. You know, if you squeeze it, it doesn't really, you know, you have, we've got a meat hammer we have to use to kind of flatten them out to, to, to cook chicken breast nicely in the oven. You have to hit it pretty hard. It's pretty firm. Whereas if there's any fat on meat, it's very sort of blamongy and squidgy. And what happens with age is we tend to lose that muscle mass if we don't do the right kinds of exercise. So that can lead to you feeling less toned and more flabby having less shape to your body. So on our retreat um, we did last month, a lot of the, the ladies were talking about how things like their bum had kind of become very flat and sort of saggy, that's what the word they were using, didn't really have any shape to it. And then since going back to the right kind of exercise that we'll talk about later that they've been doing, it's lifted and become more firm and toned and shapely again, like when they were younger. But typically for people, if they don't do the right kind of exercise, you know, you're gonna lose that muscle mass, you're gonna lose that shape. It will also lead to feeling weaker, you'll have poorer balance, so you'll struggle with more simple things which require balance, and you'll have less energy if you have less muscle. You'll also, this is something not everyone realizes, muscle is quite an expensive tissue to maintain. Your body has to use a lot of calories just to keep that muscle. If you don't have that muscle, you will end up with a slower metabolism as well. So a lot of people will end up with a slower metabolism as they get older because they've lost a lot of muscle, because A, they've just it's just part of aging if you don't do the right kind of exercise and they may have exacerbated it with the wrong kind of exercise and the wrong kind of diet which we'll talk about shortly so those are the three key changes that happen so the stress response becomes a lot higher so you've got to really watch out for that otherwise cortisol could really block your weight loss and make it much more difficult the female sex hormones change so estrogen and progesterone um, even many, many years, up to 10 years before clinical menopause, so often in the early 40s. And then muscle mass and bone density can decrease as well. So the best type of exercise is going to be one that does three things. It's going to need to keep cortisol levels low to moderate, as otherwise that cortisol, that stress response can make it very difficult to lose weight. It needs to not overload the joints, as that will very quickly lead to injury and then having to stop and you know losing motivation, everything that comes with that. And it will need to maintain or build muscle mass and bone density, not only to make you feel firm and toned, but also to keep your metabolism high and to maintain your health. So Ben, this obviously rules out quite a lot of types of exercise um, that basically do the opposite of those three things. So what kind of exercises are ruled out then by that? So the first type of exercise that is ruled out by that is any form of kind of long distance cardio. So for example, you know, long distance running, long distance cycling, both of these things 
are fantastic for improving your cardiovascular fitness. You know, if you are somebody who one of your main goals in fitness is to compete in cycling events and do really good in that, or compete in running events, or compete in or do some form of this sort of long distance cardio, there is no better way to train for it than doing those things. But if your primary focus is at the moment to lose weight, to drop a dress size, to shrink your waist, it's probably best to sort of stay away from that long distance cardio and then maybe focus on it at a later date. The reasons you might wanna stay away from this long distance cardio are firstly because it reduces muscle mass. Um, so you'll end up with, as, as you said before, Rob, less body shape, feeling less firm, feeling less toned, slower metabolism. It'll make you more flabbier and it will make you less toned. Um, it can also be quite high impact as well. So if you're doing a lot of running, uh, every step you take, you're kind of pounding against the floor, especially if you're running in sort of on concrete as well. You're sort of pounding on the pavement. If you're already struggling with a bad back, already struggling with bad knees and you're carrying extra weight, that's kind of a recipe for eventually developing an injury just from the amount of steps that you're doing over and over and over again. Um, the other problem is it triggers a relatively high stress response, which means your cortisol levels are going to be elevated and that is going to make fat loss more difficult as we kind of um, talked about before. So long distance cardio is probably best avoided if weight loss is your primary goal. The other form of exercise you want to avoid is HIIT training and gym classes as well. So a lot of gym classes, you might think they're kind of weights-based classes, they may incorporate weights in the class. But if you're, you know, if you're if they're designed to kind of get you jumping around, get you out of breath, really they are HIIT training or high intensity interval training. These as well, again, are there are benefits to these. Like with everything, there's we're not saying that these things are terrible in every single case. The benefits of HIIT training, the benefits of gym classes are they can get you fit quickly. Um, younger people who are not carrying excess weight, they don't have to worry about their joints. It's absolutely fine. It's a great way for them to get fit, jumping around, doing squat jumps and burpees and mountain climbers and all of these high intensity type of exercises. Um, and it's great for some people as well to get into that sort of class environment and be surrounded by other people for motivation. So, you know, they do have their place if, you're, if your primary concern again is improving cardio fitness and you're not worrying about any joint issues or carrying excess weight. But the negatives, especially for women over 40, is that high impact exercise has a high injury risk for anyone carrying extra weight or with existing joint problems. So I'm sure you can imagine if you're carrying a lot of extra weight and you're doing something something as explosive as burpees where you're going through kind of the full range of motion as your body, you're, you're jumping in the air, you're landing back on your joints. It's just putting more and more injury risk um, on, on the table. And then the second negative is, again, high impact high intensity interval training, the clues in the name really, high intensity, um, it's highly stressful on the body because it is a really intense form of exercise. And again, that can trigger a very high stress response in women over 40 and make it more difficult to lose weight. So long distance cardio and HIIT training in gym classes, generally just any kind of fairly intense or fairly, fairly long duration cardio, you, you should probably avoid. If, if losing weight is your bet, your primary concern, and you're age 40 and above and you're a woman. And one more type of exercise perhaps we should also discuss, it's not in our notes, but is a lot of people we speak to really like walking and do a lot of walking. And I think walking is a fantastic form of exercise for keeping that stress response low. So you've just mentioned those two things are not so good. And it's a great kind of supplementary kind of exercise, but it doesn't build muscle. It doesn't really boost the metabolism. 
um, and it doesn't have enough of a stimulus to really get the body to change in my experience. So what walking does is effectively burn some more calories in a low stress way. That's how we view it in our inside our Fit Over 40 program. So getting the steps in is great, but if you just do that, you're not gonna tone up, you're not gonna change your body shape because you're not making your, you know, you've, you've actually got to do something that triggers your body to change, that, that kind of tells your body, you need to build this muscle, you need to add this shape, you need to, you know, you need to tone up and there's not enough of a, uh, I suppose it's a stressor, but it's not really a stress. It's not enough of a um, impetus to get your body to change if it's not being having those demands put on it. So I just wanted to add that in there because we speak to a lot of people who, who do walking and they're wondering why they're not seeing such good results. And you do need something that's a bit more impactful, but in the right way. So Ben, what is the best kind of exercise then for women over 40? So in our experience, low impact strength training, which we call list training, is by far the most effective training for women over 40. So this basically involves slow controlled movements with body weight or using moderate weights. So our clients will typically use either resistance bands, kettlebells, body weight at home. So all kind of simple, basic equipment. The benefits of doing everything in a slow and controlled way like this is it keeps stress on the body low, meaning your body stays in an optimum state for losing weight. So hormonally, it keeps your hormones in exactly the right place to lose weight and see the best possible results. It also builds muscle. And if you build muscle, you're gonna tone up all over. You're gonna avoid that kind of muscle loss that, that typically can come with age. It's gonna reduce bingo wings, flatten your stomach, and also increase your metabolism, meaning you can eat more and still see amazing results in the mirror. It's also very efficient. So you don't need to do tons and tons of it. Our clients only train kind of three times per week for 40 to 45 minutes. Um, we do also have some 30 minute sessions available as well. So you don't need to do that much actual time invested in it. And our clients will still typically lose one to two stone over 12 weeks. It's not really about the quantity of exercise you do when it comes to list training. It's more about the quality of that exercise and just making sure that you're doing it a few times per week and that, that'll be more than enough. Um, another advantage is it can be done from home. So especially for women who are very busy, who have busy careers, who have busy family lives, who don't have loads and loads of time to invest in their fitness and you know make that trip to and from the gym and spend hours in the gym, you can just do it from home. You can just literally take 30 minutes out of your schedule, do that workout, and that's it. That's all you need to do. Another next benefit is there's no jumping around as well. So everything that we think is best, like what we give our clients doesn't involve any jumping around, doesn't involve involve any kind of pounding on the joints or any unnecessary injury risk. Because if you get an injury, let's say you start out in a fitness program, you go all out with some sort of hit cardio session, you injure your knee, then you're gonna have to take, you might have to take months, weeks or months off exercise, in which time you're not gonna be able to see the best possible results. So minimizing and avoiding injuries is is absolutely crucial to seeing really good results. And then the final benefit as well is you still will include cardio fitness. So just because you're moving in a slower and controlled way with the movements you choose, you're still going to get a cardio improvement. Um, you, you know, there, there are ways to kind of adapt it as well. If you just sort of minimize the rest times, you're constantly moving, constantly working, but just doing everything again in a slow and controlled way. So again, in our experience, low impact strength training is really the way for way to go for women over 40. And it's, it tends to give amazing results without all of the drawbacks and all the negatives that can come come from things like long distance cardio or HIIT training or gym classes. So we've got an example for you of just how good these kind of results can be. 
um, from from a member of our program. So from Sue Adcook. So Sue's age fifty four, and um, that she was trying lots of different types of exercise and wasn't seeing any results. So here's what she said um, after having worked with us. So she said. I was a size 12 before I started, over 10 stone and felt bloated, unhealthy and lethargic. I wore baggy clothes to highs, lumps and bumps. In general, I was unhappy about how I looked and I was losing my zest for life. When I felt bored or unhappy, I'd open wine at the end of the week to cheer myself up and that was then followed by crisps and chocolate. I'd tried Slimming World, Weight Watches, Slim Fast and Scottish Slimmers. I went to the gym four times a week and although I was quite fit, none of the exercise classes were making a difference to my body shape. So she was doing those sort of higher intensity body um, I was going to say the name there, high intensity gym classes. So Sue said, I thought the program was expensive as something which was an online tool, but the results and reviews made me think about it. I uh, think it was worth a go. So my three biggest wins so far are my mindset. This has helped so much. And it was the reason behind why I was reaching for the wine and chocolate that were causing the issues. And I don't have that issue now. Second thing, even when I've gone off track, I don't give up. Ben is there. So Ben's Sue's coach to get me focused again. And then the third thing, learning about macros. Previously, I'd follow a diet but make unhealthy choices. I can now see the benefits of staying on track with good food choices and I think twice about what I choose before I eat it. So she's talking there about understanding what makes up a good meal and how to make up a good meal, even if you, you know, you're on the go and stuff like that. So what kind of results Sue seen then? So she said, since joining, I've lost just over a stone. And the main thing for me is keeping it off, particularly over lockdown and the festive period. So she wrote this after Christmas. I'm very comfortable size 10 and size 8 in some things when buying clothes and I no longer hide under medium sized jumpers as a size small is figure huggering and flattering. I've lost fat around my lower stomach which is something I've never managed before. I'm fitter than I have been in years, I have more energy and I can hold my own in fitness challenges with younger workmates. Through the mindset work I no longer react to situations by reaching for chocolate or wine and have a calmer attitude for life. I'm happier and more confident and look forward to what lies ahead. So as you can see there, Sue was doing all these gym classes before. She wasn't seeing good results. She had all that fat stored around her stomach, which can happen from, you know, the food choices plus um, the, st the high stress response of doing all those highly stressful gym classes. She changed what she was doing exercise-wise and obviously with nutrition and mindset as well. And um, she was able to drop a couple of dress sizes and now feel really comfortable and doesn't have that middle age sort of spread that she was, she was really self-conscious about before. So... Incredible results there from Sue. Ben, where can people go if they want to achieve results like that or they want to find out more about the program Sue followed? If you want to find out more about the exact program that Sue followed and about the list training that we recommend inside of our programs, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can grab all of the details on that page. Awesome. So thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast. That's it from this week. We'll catch you next week for another episode. We'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.